Chapter Three of Bill Nye's Cordwood. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. Bill Nye's Cordwood by Bill Nye. Chapter Three. Methuselah. A recent biographical notice of this grand old man, a slave to tobacco. Bill Nye. I have just been reading James Whitcomb Riley's response to the old man at the annual dinner of the Indianapolis Literary Club, and his reference to Methuselah has awakened in my mind many recollections and reminiscences of that grand old man. We first met Methuselah in the capacity of a son at the age of sixty-five enoch arose one night and telephoned his family physician to come over and assist him in meeting methuselah day at last dawned upon enoch's happy home and its first red rays lit up the still redder surface of the little stranger for three hundred years enoch and methuselah jogged along together in the capacity of father and son then enoch was suddenly cut down it was at this time that little methuselah first realized what it was to be an orphan he could not at first realize that his father was dead he could not understand why enoch with no inherited disease should be shuffled out at the age of three hundred sixty-five years but the doctor said to methuselah my son you are indeed fatherless i have done all i could but it is useless i have told enoch many a time that if he went in swimming before the ice was out of the creek it would finally down him but he thought he knew better than i did he was a headstrong man enoch was he sneered at me and alluded to me as a fresh young gosling because he was three hundred years older than i was he has received the reward of the willful and verily the doom of the smart aleck is his methuselah now cast about him for some occupation which would take up his attention and assuage his wild passionate grief over the loss of his father he entered into the walks of men and learned their ways it was at this time that he learned the pernicious habit of using tobacco we cannot wonder at it when we remember that he was now fatherless he was at the mercy of the coarse rough world possibly he learned to use tobacco when he went away to attend business college after the death of his father be that as it may the noxious weed certainly hastened his death for six hundred years after this we find him a corpse death is ever a surprise even at the end of a long illness and after a ripe old age to those who are near it seems abrupt so to his grandchildren some of whom survived him his children having died of old age the death of methuselah came like a thunderbolt from a clear sky methuselah succeeded in courting up more of a record such as it was than any other man of whom history informs us time the tomb builder and amateur mower came and leaned over the front fence and looked at methuselah and ran his thumb over the jagged edge of his scythe and went away whistling a low refrain 
he kept up this refrain business for nearly ten centuries while methuselah continued to stand out amid the general wreck of men and nations even as the young strong mower going forth with his mower to mow spareth the tall and dignified drab hornet's nests and passeth by on the other side so time with his waterbury hourglass and his overworked hay-knife over his shoulder and his long mormon whiskers and his high sleek dome of thought with its grey lambrequin of hair around the base of it mowed all around methuselah and then passed on methuselah decorated the graves of those who perished in a dozen different wars he did not enlist himself for over nine hundred years of his life he was exempt he would go to the enlisting place and offer his services and the officer would tell him to go home and encourage his grandchildren to go then methuselah would sit around noah's steps and smoke and criticize the conduct of the war also the conduct of the enemy it is said of methuselah that he never was the same man after his son lamech died he was greatly attached to lamech and when he woke up one night to find his son purple in the face with membranous croup he could hardly realize that he might lose him the idea of losing a boy who had just rounded the glorious morn of his seven hundred seventy seventh year had never occurred to him but death loves a shining mark and he garnered little lammy and left methuselah to moan and mourn on for a couple of more centuries without him methuselah finally got so that he couldn't sleep after four o'clock in the morning and he didn't see how anyone else could the older he got and the less valuable his time became the earlier he would rise so that he could get an early start as the centuries filed slowly by methuselah got where all he had to do was to shuffle into his loose-fitting clothes and rest his gums on the top of a large sleek-headed cane and mutter up the chimney and then groan and extricate himself from his clothes again and retire he arose earlier and earlier in the morning and muttered more and more about the young folks sleeping away the best of the day and said he had no doubt that sleeping and snoring until breakfast time helped to carry off lamb but one day old father time came along with a new scythe and he drew the whetstone across it a few times and rolled the sleeves of his red flannel undergarment up over his warty elbows and mr methuselah passed on to that undiscovered country with a ripe experience and a long clean record we can almost fancy how the physicians who had disagreed about his case all the way through came and insisted on a post-mortem examination to prove which was right and what was really the matter with him we can imagine how people went by shaking their heads and regretting that methuselah should have tampered with tobacco when he knew it affected his heart but he is gone he lived to see his own promissory notes rise flourish acquire interest pine away at last and finally outlaw he acquired a large farm in the very heart of the county seat and refused to move or to plot it and call it methuselah's addition he came out in spring regularly for nine hundred years after he got too old to work out his poll tax on the road 
and put in his time telling the rising generation how to make a good road meantime other old people who were almost a hundred years of age moved away and went west where they would attract attention and command respect there was actually no pleasure in getting old around where methuselah was and being ordered about and scolded and kept in the background by him so when at last he died people sighed and said well it was better for him to die before he got childish it was best that he should die at a time when he knew it all we can't help thinking what an acquisition methuselah will be on the evergreen shore when he gets there with all his ripe experience and habits of early rising and the next morning after the funeral methuselah's family did not get out of bed till nine o'clock end of chapter three recording by john brandon